the KMM Movie Review. All right. Welcome to the movie review. We're back. We are back. With we... a disappointing movie review. Because it's going to be disappointing. Well, I'm just saying, if you look for something hot, fresh, there was really uh, nothing out. Yeah, there wasn't really anything at the theater that we wanted to see. What was that? Don't Let Go or whatever? Yeah, Don't Let Go. Like, we thought about that one, but timing just didn't work out with some other stuff that came up. So, plus that movie just kind of looked meh. Didn't look that great. The other option was to go see Spider-Man again. And we all know how Mike feels about going to see movies again. He don't with, like it. With the four extra minutes of footage. He don't like it. That bro. hot four minutes. All right. Nice. It could have been a, a farewell. Just, <laughs> That's what it was in the Avengers. <clears throat> oh, they got that, that Hulk scene. That wasn't. That solid Hulk scene, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I totally missed out. You miss out. I can't just watch it on YouTube. You can. That's how I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I did go see the movie a second time. I did, did go see Endgame a second time, not Spider Man. Yeah. But so we watched it a second time. Frank and I did. We had a nice little date. Yep, date night. Nice. He bought me popcorn. Ooh, what else did he do? <laughs> he got me a, a slutchy. What else? He doesn't remember the rest. <laughs> no, the. Uh, I guess that hurts. sets the tone for, for what we're about to talk about. Uh so what we did, we've never we've never reviewed anything other than a movie before. This time we're reviewing a stand-up comedy set. Uh, Dave Chappelle's new Netflix stand-up, Sticks and Stones. Because according to Mike, there was nothing else that was any good on Netflix right now for a Netflix original. Uh-huh. And... We like to do, if we're not going to do a theater movie, we like to do like something that's original and specific to some like a streaming service. That, usually Netflix. Yeah, usually Netflix because everyone has it, usually. We could do a Prime one, but I don't know. I haven't actually looked at what kind of movies they have. They have, they have pretty good movies. I mean, like originals? Not originals. Like That's what I'm talking about, like originals. That's... The the ones that are they specifically for those, yeah, the show they do have some pretty good shows on Prime. Netflix has some pretty good shows too. So, but stand up, first time we're doing this, stand it's going up. on the list. Maybe it'll be the last time we do this. Tell Maybe. us what you think. I'm sure. I, I'm. I think this is one of those like where <clears throat> not a lot of people. I don't know. I don't know how people are if. Dave Chappelle still has, you know, the younger generation or if people are still interested in stand-up specials in general, like how often they're being viewed. Well, I mean, Comedy Central has... Comedy Central. Not Comedy Central. Mm -hmm. Netflix has gotten a lot of stand-up specials, so it seems like stand-up is still pretty strong, mm -hmm. especially considering they seem to like to take stand-up routines or people who do stand up and move them into TV or film. Like, I feel like that's happened a lot, especially recently. Mm -hmm. So, 
I don't think it's dead or anything, but it's probably not. Dave Chappelle would be the big. Is he as popular as he once was? I don't think he is, but dude, like, he used to be a monster. Like when I told Frank about it, he's like, "It's out." Yeah, it's out already. I didn't even. I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I mean, they they did. They didn't really do a lot of lead up. It was just kind of like, "Oh, there it is." They announced. They put the trailer out like a week, maybe two weeks before, mm-hmm. and then it was just snap. Oh, here it is. And they got that. They got Morgan Freeman. Yeah, for that trailer. And then they have. They recently released a trailer for Bill Burr's next special, which is in September. Is that also a Netflix thing? Yeah. So yeah, Netflix is definitely mm-hmm. definitely investing in stand-up right now. But I guess let's get into this. I don't really know how to give a synopsis for a mm-hmm. stand-up show. It's a stand-up comedy show. There you go. Well, what are the uh, what are the key points to the stand-up show that the, he hit on? Controversy, just controversy, rape, LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. uh, race issues, Barack Obama, Michael Jackson. Yeah, just basically pretty much any kind of popular controversial topic. Yeah, that's what Dave Chappelle went into on this. And for those of you that have never watched anything from Chappelle, that's kind of his his thing. He likes to go in on pretty controversial topics, especially related to to race issues. If you haven't ever watched the Dave Chappelle show, you definitely should. Different. It's definitely a different feel. Like he's evolved. I would say Mm -hmm. he went from like those were serious topics, kind of, Mm -hmm. but always like with a topical feel with the show. I thought. Like, it never felt like he was kind of trying to address an issue in any way. What, Frank? My impression of Frank is accurate. <laughs> Typing out on that computer over there. <laughs> Gotta do his work, brah. <laughs> uh, but his newer stuff, the new Netflix oh stuff, God. feels a lot more, I guess, politically motivated. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'd say this one is not as... His first one, when he first came back... Yeah, that was a lot more somber. Oh, yeah. and, like, this one was more kind of classic Dave Chappelle, but still felt more poignant, I guess. We'll get into it. So, one of the first things he talks about is the whole Michael Jackson thing. Like, people, whoever did the documentary was, like, someone that he had met years prior, mm-hmm. and she was, like, asking him if he wanted to be a part of it, and he's like, nah. <laughs> No, because I don't know that motherfucker. Was that was the Prince one, wasn't it? No, he doesn't. He talks about Prince and the mm-hmm. the epilogue stuff, yeah. but that's not that's not Prince. I, I thought he said someone asked him to be in the Prince documentary, but he's like, I don't, I don't really know Prince. No, that was uh, the. Uh, it wasn't Prince. That was uh, R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Uh, yeah, because he talks about R. Kelly, too. <laughs> and whenever they do the Q&A, you need to watch the epilogue, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really that funny? I mean, there's some just some good parts. Like, Well, I was confused by the because I was like, hold up, because it said um, up next, and it said Dave Chappelle sticks and stones. I'm like, what? And then it just kept going, and I rewinded it I was because I was like, Is this like, is it just playing his next, like his previous special? 
So then I just rewinded, and then it did it again, and I'm like, oh, I guess. Because his all, other special also had the same thing. But there was a secret it was epilogue. Secret thing, yeah. I mean, this was, like, you have to watch the entirety of go all the, the, way, the full Go to the end routine, of the credits. Go to the very end of it after it plays the whole Netflix logo thing. Then it'll pop up with suggested next. Okay, and there's and no way, the other way to get to it. No, no nope. other way to get to oh, it, as far as I've seen anyway. Okay. So that's the only way you can watch the epilogue. So the, the total thing ends up being about an hour 25, I think, in total. No, because he... It doesn't include the... Um, like, when you look at the runtime, it says an hour 20. The, his first special ends up being 122 minutes or something like that. I thought it said an hour four minutes. No, that was 100... I have it right here. Let's... Maybe well, I can't remember, but I remember it being like, it's not showing in the runtime, so it's like it pops in another runtime. Yeah, of the other minutes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like just under an hour and a half if you watch both. Hmm. What do you got, Frank? Say, it, say? it says. Up, oh, oh, here we go. It says the runtime on this is. Uh, an hour and five minutes. Hour five. Big brain over here. Okay, you got it right, bro. I got it right. I was off by one minute. (laughs) You're wrong then. Ha ha. Well, I guess before we get too deep into this, let's talk about our scores because we're gonna score this like we normally do a movie. I guess I can go first. (sighs) Yeah, white man, go. Give it a solid eight out of ten. I'd say watch it now if you like Dave Chappelle. You know, I can't I can't score it. Put NA, bro. Just give it a score. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. You probably watched the most stand up out of all of us. This should be just <gasps> this is where it ranks no. for me. No, I mean it's like Like I am I ranking it compared to other stand up? You you decide your own ranking here. I can't decide for you how you want to rank this. I gave it an 8 out of 10 because I thought it was really enjoyable. The topics that he brings up are controversial, but he still gives a solid take on them without it being so why like a, not a serious a, so discussion. So 1 out of 10. What? 1 out of 10. Because I think some of the stuff didn't land as well as it could have. Plus, it seemed like there was at least one part where it seemed like he just kind of dropped whatever he was talking about and moved on to something else towards the end. I'm going to go at the 8.5, I guess. 8.5. Oh, 8.3. Frank the Tank. Seven? Seven. Y'all saying watch now, skip it, wait for it. Watch it now. It's while it's relevant with like relevant topics. Frank? Mm. (laughs) I think his brain is shutting down right now. (laughs) Mm. 
Is there anything else out on Netflix? No. Yeah, I guess watch else? it now. I okay. guess. Just because there's nothing else on Netflix. Okay. All right. So we're all saying watch it now. Mm-hmm. For different reasons. Um, so yeah. Like for me, like some of the jokes, I don't know, didn't fully land. It's not like I was just busting out laughing every single time. Like I think some of his older ones, like uh, killing, killing them slowly, or was it killing them softly, or killing them slowly? I think I, I think I because I also com- I also compared it to some of his older ones. Yeah, which I think is fine. But I did watch those older ones. I like haven't watched them recently. I mean, it's been probably within the past seven, eight years for me. I mean, it's been a while for sure. Yeah, so, like, I was a different person then, but I was laughing like crazy. I don't know, like, how it would hit now. I'm sure it'd still be funny, but... Oh, there's a nostalgia factor for the older stuff and his whole, like, the Disneyland joke thing of... He was making fun of his fame on the Chappelle show with you know, Mickey Mouse walks up to me and says, I'm Rick James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's always one of my favorite ones. But I mean, he doesn't really, he talks about some of his old Chappelle show days a little bit in this one. I think he's done that in every single yeah. thing he's done since leaving that the show. That show must have been so fun to make. I mean, I'm sure it was super stressful. It's like him and his boys just fucking around coming up with crazy ideas and then like shooting them yeah i mean i'm i'm sure it was a lot of fun i'm sure it's a lot of work for sure but yeah i don't know sometimes i feel like it's less comedy and more commentary at some points yeah with him well so i'm just like i feel like that was more in the first netflix special less with this one Mm -hmm. like with this one he was definitely i don't think any of the jokes were like 100% 100% like these are his opinions. Yeah. He was making the jokes to bring the topic up, but still staying within the joke realm, not, you know, oh, okay, well, this is exactly how I think about this particular topic. It's like he was making fun of, you know, gay people, trans people, and there's, like, I, I definitely had heard some, like, there was controversy, but I did read this one Screen Rant article Right well, before well, cause we this, were recording like, this. I mean, this whole comedy special is, like, literally he hits on all, like, the, um, like, open wounds on certain things. And yeah. he, like, pokes them. Yeah. And then he also pokes at the LGBT community because they're so sensitive. Yeah. Like, it's, he's, ob- he's, people, like, say that he's obviously baiting people, like, to get an emotional to response. To get an emotional response. I mean, and it's that's this that's gets him extra publicity saying. for sure. Yeah, but but he was also saying it's like, you know, you're saying that you can't joke about something, and like when he's he's told that story about the Kevin Hart. Um, was it Kevin Hart? Yeah, breaking the dollhouse over his. Kid's oh head. yeah, that that, and then also when he was talking. Not sure this was in the epilogue or not. Which one? But about the one where this lady said that. He was a trans woman? No, he was talking about some lady being raped or something. Or something oh, yeah, that was in the epilogue. Joke. That was in the epilogue. And then she's like, you can't talk about that. And then, like, she stormed off or whatever, and then he he goes... Because she, like, turns around right before she leaves and says, I was raped, or I guess I shouldn't have been raped or something like that, and leaves. 
and he said it was like at a small comedy club, like that second small mm-hmm. thing from the first yeah. Netflix special. Like that club is where it happened at. So it was like real small. He said like she just turned around and said, I guess I shouldn't have been raped then and left. And well, then he said, hey, he, he goes, hey, I know it's not your fault that you were raped. And he's like, but it wasn't mine either. And then <laughs> he said, bye. And but it's like, I guess some because I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I do have comedians that do stand up and are successful, you know, stand up comedians. And yeah, one of the things that they always comment on is like how, like people come to a comedy show, and then like they get super offended. Yeah, like this. The rest, you know, you go to the show, like they, it, it, like it just boggles their mind. Like, what are you doing here then? I mean, honestly, especially with someone like Dave Chappelle, like you know, he's gonna poke. Yeah. At, like, oh yeah. Really you controversial have to know topics. Whose comedy you're going to? Yeah. Like you should definitely be aware of the type of comedian that he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if you're like watching it, it's not like it's personal though. Like he doesn't know you. Yeah. Even though he may be talking around you, like he doesn't actually know you. He's not like he's fucking going to the to the jugular. It's like fuck this guy in particular. Yeah. Like, come I mean, on. none of it's like, I don't think, like, if you were to just, like, have a serious conversation with Dave Chappelle, he'd be like, yeah, rape is a hilarious thing, and we should all be making fun of anyone that gets raped or people who rape. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that that would be Dave Chappelle's take on rape. Zero mm-hmm. percent like, of me believes that he, like, thinks that people should be getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Or being forced to do things against their will. Mm-hmm. But if you say... If you, you make light of a situation and yeah. you bring it up enough... Like people will start to recognize, oh hey, you know this is something yeah. that we should probably talk about. And the about. ones that he were he was making fun of was like mainly Louis C.K. victims. Yeah, victims. Even though it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, because he he did bring that up again for this yeah. one because I think he talked about it some he in did. the first one. He's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, literally could have left like, on the last yeah, it's like one. He could just hang up because like one yeah. of them was like over the he phone. was masturbating to her voice <laughs> over the phone, and he's like, you know, the cops in Atlanta, you know what they do if you call them. Just, mm, what are you wearing? He's like fake <laughs> masturbating. Well, the the bit from the last special I think was a little bit better for uh, uh for um what's his name Louis C K Louis C K. He uh he said if if uh, him doing that like just completely crushed their dreams, it's like well then you didn't have you know you you you're just a weak person. Yeah. Like if this one experience, this guy just jerking off in the fucking room, just ruined your dreams, then oh, oh well. Then fucking. I mean, that's the kind yeah. of stuff that he just loves to get into. Yeah. Like it's stuff that I don't think that he would be like, yeah, you know, that's an acceptable thing for some dude to just take his dong out and start yeah. jerking it. I mean, it's not acceptable, but he, I guess it's also like. You can make light of the situation without taking a stance like it is a comedy routine Mm. like i don't think anyone should look at any of this and say these are definitively dave Chappelle's stances on particular topics like it's not a serious discussion he mentions abortion like that's probably one of the few like kind of serious moments Mm -hmm. that's in this show he mentions abortion he mentions his stance on abortion kind of yeah he's like uh he says, I'm like, I'm for life or something like that. Yeah. And then he's like, but depends on oh, he says, who I'm, I get pregnant. Well, he yeah. says he's for life, but he's not against abortion either. Yeah. 
But says, then, like, that's still like in his yeah. jokey section because yeah. then says he like it's all he's about not who I for get abortion, but he knows it's not his choice. Yeah. So like, like right after that, he's like, you know what? If you're a man, just gotta realize this isn't your fight. Just shut up. You have no say in it. Yeah. Like that's like one of the only times that it's like, okay, yeah, he was being more serious right there. Like there was not a joke in anything that he said right in that moment. Which kind of plays to what Frank was saying, where some of it was commentary. Yeah, like that's definitely he shifted from what he used to do back in Chappelle Show days. It's like nothing was really serious with any of that stuff, any of that comedy, the stand-up comedy back then, or the show. That was all just these are pure jokes. Get them out there. But then this newer stuff, it's definitely there's some com- commentary mixed in with the comedy, and mm. I think that's a, a solid way to do it. But I mean, it's funny. There's some, you know, pretty messed up stuff. <laughs> like, I messed up in terms of like it's funny, but it's yeah, not the, something that you would the laugh Michael about. Michael Jackson stuff. To me, the Michael Jackson stuff was like, I was like, oh shit, or oh, it kind of made me. It was surprising, bit. yeah, because he just like basically says, "Yeah, I don't it believe. Could have been I don't believe the victims." Yeah. It's like, yeah, they would call me a victim blamer. Yeah, he owned he owned that. He's like, well, well, you know, you were right. Well, what were you wearing? <laughs> yeah, like, he's like, you know, could be a lot worse. There's a bunch <laughs> of people who've been raped in here, and it wasn't by Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, you know, they get raped by Michael Jackson. They get you know some cool stuff out of it. You get raped, you just get awkward Thanksgivings for the rest <laughs> of your life. <laughs> I mean, if you break it down. I mean, it's true, right? It's like it's kind of hard to kind of. <laughs> you can have that. Would brother. you Would you rather get raped by a famous person or by your uncle or something like that? Gun to my head, <laughs> blow my fucking head off, right? Yeah, it's it's definitely the stuff that's like you don't. Would you consider if Jessica Biel held a oh gun to you God. and raped you, right? Would you consider it right? <laughs> Of course not. <laughs> would you call it rape? Kate? I mean, it's still rape. Would yeah. you no? Would you call it rape? Yeah. After would you be like she raped me? Yeah. If I wasn't a willing participant, I, that's what I'm saying, Jessica Biel. Yeah. She puts a gun to my head and says, "Hey, I'm gonna have sex with you." Like, All right, that's rape. <laughs> and you'll be unwilling. <laughs> I'm calling it freaky sex. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Mr. Single Man over here. Oh my god. You're just waiting for that woman to run up and put a gun to your head. Just (laughs) what oh it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Overall, definitely I'd say a controversial I would say if you're real sensitive, watch it anyway. You'll Uh, it's always good to listen to, you know, another perspective or just make light of a situation. It always you know, it could change the way you think about it. And then maybe. Well, that's one of the things in the epilogue yeah. that he talks about. He's like, because he talks about like a trans person who's at one of his shows. Like she's apparently she comes like four different times to four different shows. Like apparently the same routine or something. But uh, like he did a bit with like talking about like a car ride with lesbian person, gay person, uh, bi person and then trans person. And queer, 
And the, the queer outside. Yeah, just the hitchhiker. Uh, so he does like a whole bit with that. And he's like talking about how once he gets to, because it's like a car ride, he's saying like gay people are the ones driving the car and everyone else is just kind of along for the ride. And they're kind of getting the, the benefits of riding in the car with the gays. Um, the, the trans part was so good. So yeah, he like talks, start talking about trans people and he does like a whole bit of like, saying like he's a Chinese person in the body of a black man and does like a super stereotypical Chinese <laughs> accent and face and stuff. So like that's something that definitely hits hard in uh, today's climate. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and he directly makes the claim like, you know, hey, this is how I feel. This is I, I'm a Chinese man in a black man's body. Um, and he says, like, he considers not telling his trans jokes whenever he sees that there's a trans person in the audience. When he's like, if if I can't say it to their, like, with a trans person around, should I be saying these jokes at all? So he's like, I just go all in with it. And he's like, and she's laughing the hardest out of all the the people in the place. And they say, like, afterwards, like, she hung around, bought, like, they had a couple of drinks. And she's like, Saying that uh, apparently some people, like in the Washington Post or something like that, are accusing him of normalizing the uh, no- normalizing and making Ke- R. Kelly mainstream. yeah the R. Kelly mm-hmm. stuff, like saying that because he's made fun of it, that somehow that normalizes it and people see it as acceptable. <laughs> and uh, she's like, "But how come they don't try to make the claim that you telling jokes about trans people is normalizing trans people?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know that's." the issue like yeah and they started making that's kind out. of what <laughs> yeah said. yeah then he's like yeah then we started making out he's like i started filling around down there <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah like i think comedy is one of those things that helps to normalize fringe topics because whenever you hear jokes about it even though they may be offensive like you start to understand you know some different kind of mindsets and i've always thought that that's what dave Chappelle has been really good yeah. at like he broaches controversial topics, but it makes it in such a way like everyone can laugh about it. And uh, that's what he did a lot with race stuff in his earlier topics. Like he, Some of my favorite bits are the ones where he's making fun of white people. I love the, the interracial wife swap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I smell your lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was such a good show. It really was. You, that show must have been so fun to make. But yeah, it's definitely uh, if you're if you're easily offended, probably not your cup of tea. But otherwise, really enjoyable watch. And lighten up. How about you? Don't get offended all the <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, just not everything is a per- is a personal attack. And he makes fun of that too. Like he's saying, like the crowd is like his his main nemesis. Like the main nemesis of any celebrity is. The crowd. The cancel culture. You, If you do anything, if I ever find out about it, you're done. Your career's over. You're canceled. Which to me, like, I, I, I mean, obviously I agree with, you know, not crucifying someone over something they said, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. But, um, like, like we, we're not giving people the chance to redeem themselves yeah yeah it's like there's no redemption you can't come back you said one bad thing a long time ago or even 
Like the whole thing with Kevin Hart and the tweets about like, oh, if my son was gay, I'd yeah. you know, break a dollhouse over his head. You know, that kind of thing. It's a bad it's 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 a joke. Yeah, it's right? a joke. It's maybe it's in not bad a good taste, one. but not anything that anything should get crazy. him like it's like they kicked uh, out of they the, do the same hosting thing the Academy Awards. Kyler Murray. What did he say? He oh. he would just be like, Man, that's gay. And it was oh. like he was like fifteen, fourteen. Oh. Like tweets when he was fifteen oh, or fourteen years old. I think old. I remember those. Like, dude. Yeah. He was a kid. You're crucifying. Bro, don't kids go now. back into my shit. <laughs> don't go back into my shit. Don't read any of the texts that we send each other. <laughs> 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 yeah, bro. If the FBI is like, hey, we got to go into your phone. I'm like, yes. you might as well just yeah. kill me now. <laughs> hey, you should just be like, guilty. I did it. <laughs> I planned 9-11. <laughs> just what? You, hey, you get me for all that shit. <laughs> might as well just lock me up. Let everybody forget. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's true for like everybody, though. Like, if you... Try to act like like those people who like do the whole virtue signaling kind of stuff of like oh how could you ever say anything I guarantee you they've said plenty oh. of, plenty of terrible things or what could be conceived as terrible things but it's a joke mm. like we all make fun of each other for racial stuff all the time just saying <laughs> stupid stuff yeah we like, do I don't ever think that y'all hate me because I'm white or I hope y'all don't think I hate you because you're, you're, you're black or anything. But. We just putting together a case. Why did you find out we were undercover police? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Putting together putting a case. The, getting a case together, bro. All these downloads are just other cops yep. listening. What, what if like one? <laughs> what if like one day you're just going through Spotify? <laughs> going through Spotify and you're like, "Ooh, look at this new podcast that comes out," and it's us. <laughs> it's, it's me and Frank with another white guy <laughs> from like. Four years ago. Uh, uh. And it was just Blank's Midnight Minority. <laughs> yeah. Jeff's like, Midnight Minority. The last episode is like, we Peter, got him. Peter got arrested or whatever. So it turns out that he was arrested. I know you guys loved his rap series. Yes, this is going to be the, uh, the his, last uh, episode of you know, Pete's Jeff's Midnight's uh, Minorities. Jeff's Jangly Junglies. <laughs> oh, uh, man, that'd be good. Don't but, take everything uh, so seriously. That's the the yeah. gist of all of this. And I, I mean, the reason he's poking at the LGBT community is because they're so sensitive. I mean, there is also like there's plenty of just kind of off the wall things that like you can poke fun of, you know, hard right people all the time. Like LGBTQ. Yes, I completely agree. They deserve as mu- many rights as everyone else. Mm-hmm. But like there's some kind of ridiculous stuff that comes out of you know, hard left and like LGBTQ tends to have a lot of like hard left people, at least that get a lot of publicity mm-hmm. and, you know, it gives, it gives topics for comedians. Like he says, like he specifically is, is talking about trans people and he's like, you know, they kind of set themselves up for this stuff, you know, yep. like, Oh, you're a person trapped in another person's body. Come on. Like the jokes <laughs> write themselves. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to write these jokes, but here they are. Yeah. I just, don't take everything personally. If if you can divorce yourself from how was the screen the rant? Topics. Did they like it or no? The what? The screen rant. You read it. What was the final? They're not. They didn't say like anything. They didn't oh, give okay. like a final like. Oh, here's what we think of it. Which I mean, I think is fine. It's a, supposed to be like a journalist thing. So not giving a point of view is fine, but they don't really say much of anything in this article, other than they highlight some of the topics that people find controversial. So. The whole Anthony Bourdain thing. 
I like the the power thing. Power thing uh, with the uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, dang, what's this? Juicy Smollier. Yeah, you know this French Jesse, guy. Yeah, he's like you know they <laughs> they got onto Smollier. us saying we're homophobic. We didn't support him. No, we just knew this nigga was lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that whole bit with about Jesse Smollett was was pretty great. Yeah. He's like, come on, do you, you think some angry, racist white guys are going to know about a show called Power that's entirely about black people? Well, it wasn't Power, it was um, and, uh, uh, the one with Empire. Empire. That's the one, that's yes. The one. Not Power. Frank over here got me confused. And, and then he's like, oh, it's, uh, what time was it? Three in the morning? Where were you going? Subway. Subway. <laughs> oh, Okay. How it was minus twelve degrees outside. Okay. They were wearing MAGA hats. MAGA hats, huh? It was too convenient. It was too convenient. And then that whole bit about uh, <laughs> Kevin Hart hitting, smashing the doll house over his head. He's like, first off, you know, he would have had to buy the doll <laughs> yeah. house for him just to smash it over. Yeah, he's like, you know what? None of my gay friends have ever said. Them getting a dollhouse smashed over their heads. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like he, and that's one of those also moments where I think he kind of uh, shows a bit more seriousness because he's like, yeah, you know, plenty of people in these communities have uh, had to go through a lot of abuse in their, their lives. And it's like, none of that's defensible. But you know what none of them have ever had happen to them? Their father smashing a dollhouse <laughs> over their head. head. It's like, because clearly it was a joke. I did like his story about like the standards and practices woman. It's like you can't say the F word. The gay the gay F word. Yeah. He's it. like, oh okay. And he's like, I, I was just walked away and I was like started thinking about it. And so I turned around and I was like, hey, so how come I can say the N word with impunity, but I can't say the F word? Because David. You are not gay. Like, well, whatever her name is, Janice. Yeah, something like that. I'm not a nigger either. <laughs> <laughs> that one was good. Yeah. There's a lot of really good moments. I think it's something that if you watch it and divorce yourself from the idea that these are, you know, strictly his ideas, like he's saying these are facts of the way he thinks, then you can get some solid takeaways from it. But yeah, that's probably. All right, let's wrap it up to the trailer section. Yeah, we there were some pretty big trailers that came out this week. Uh, which one do we want to talk about first? Let's go to that the Joker. Joker trailer. Um, to, for the, so the for final the, Joker trailer. The final Joker trailer. I feel like they're like whoever's cutting these trailers together. They're they're very limited, like. They're being very cryptic about what's yeah, what's going on here. I still have zero idea of what to expect from this movie. Um, yeah. I'm just like, okay. Uh, we're going to see it. Oh, yeah. That's a 100. Guaranteed. It's, it's, we're going to watch that's it. That's 100. It looks like it's set like in the 70s. What is this? New York? Or, yeah, it'll or be Gotham. Or, yeah. But... It, it looks like they're trying to do like a grounded take on, you know, the Joker's like this real mentally ill guy who needs a lot of support from, you know, psychiatrists and 
probably medicine and all sorts of stuff, and he's just not getting it because it's like a cultural thing of the that he's just crazy, you know, leave him be. And then he seems to start some kind of revolution. Some, Apparently, something's, it's, going something's going on. Or he joins a movement or something. Yeah, like yeah. something big starts to happen, but each of these trailers doesn't really tell you anything about what the big Which picture is. Good. is. I think yeah, good. I think I that's, like it. that's good in terms of... But like, if it's like, yeah, we can't show because it, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. That could be it. Like, these are definitely cut in a way that it feels like they're like kind of Oscar baity. They're, yeah, it's making it's like very grandiose. Like, yeah. oh, this is huge. Yeah, like this it's gonna is be the best movie ever. But the, the biggest departure from any kind of superhero movie you've ever seen in in the past. I mean, it's a villain movie, but whatever. It's in the superhero vein. I don't know. It's I don't know what to expect. I'm like cautiously optimistic, just because I don't really know what DC is really gonna. If they're gonna pull this off or not, like I hope it's good because I'd like to see more good stuff from DC. I think they have solid characters, and they need to be different from the MCU. Like mm. them trying to copy the MCU is annoying, honestly. So I'd like to see them do more standalone stuff that works in their own way, and they have a lot of darker characters. I think I'm not a comic book aficionado or anything, but People are also saying this is very reminiscent of the Killing Joke comic book, graphic novel, maybe. Uh, I've never read it, but pretty good. Do you get Killing Joke vibes? Uh, a little, yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, it's a not... guy that I talked to at work said it's like the like the backstory that they establish in that seems to be. Kind of the inspiration for this, yeah, yeah. Because the backstory, not the, for like that. the core, yeah, rest no. of the Because like the backstory in that is like, oh, okay, he was just like a regular guy that got driven insane. So yeah. I mean, this is I can see the inspiration of it be more grounded from the Killing Joke. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're gonna do the whole getting dropped in a vat of yeah. some crazy chemical thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it we'll shows. It shows. I'm guessing uh, whoever that lady is. It looks like it might be his wife. I thought it was his mom. Because the other two, the other trailers that they've released, I think that they established that that's his mom. Oh, okay. This one, they show her in the hospital though. So clearly, mm-hmm. something bad's gonna happen to her. That's gonna be like his final tether to the world to keep him as a good person and gone. He's just gonna become a crazy person. But I don't know if this is going to establish just a mantle for someone to continue to take over and it'll justify like, Oh, like well, that's why we have Jared Leto's version in the future. Yeah. Cause that one was like more like the killing joke. One of, he got dropped in that chemical stuff. That's also how Harley Quinn came to be in suicide squad. I think this is t- not even in the universe. <laughs> well, I supposedly the DCEU stuff is dead anyway, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but if you the, have the Joker and you don't have out? Batman, what are you doing? Well, I think yeah. Well, what I'm thinking maybe is that this will be this the springboard to the new Batman coming out, like where it. Do you think Robert Pattinson stuff's going to be set like in this? No, he world? said he wasn't doing no, it. No, no, he's not. Well, no, I thought he backed out. Oh, he did. Uh, I don't. I never because I know they confirmed him, and then I read somewhere else that he wasn't doing it anymore. Let's see, real quick. No, what Let's I'm thinking talking. is that this is the origin for Joker. No Batman. And then the next movie after this will be an established Joker. 
in Batman, maybe. Like, Joker is already established, and he has been established in the city as being this crazy fuck. Okay, maybe he is doing it. I guess, I mean, the thing is, all the other stuff that they've done with the DCEU and the current characters that they are keeping, because they're keeping Aquaman, they're keeping Wonder Woman. I mean, obviously, they keep going back to Wonder Woman, like, different time periods. Like, first one was World War II, next one's going to be 1984, and then she's obviously been in Batman v Superman and the Justice League, which are set in current times. So... All of the other stuff that they have is set in current times. It's just... I feel like they should give their extended universe stuff more life instead of just trying to completely move away from it. Dark. Nah, bro. They're they're done. It's just... It's a dumb move because you have all these characters that interact with each other a lot in the comics and... I mean, to be honest, like... To see, like, I don't really want to see the Justice League movie. I'd rather just see, like, a good, like, continuous Batman story. I would have liked liked it if they had kept it dark. Yeah. How it was. That would have been interesting. Like That's what I wanted me, to see. Was, give, me, give me some really edgy. You could. 13. Almost rated all. Like, Watchmen. Yeah. Like, the Watchmen is real edgy. Yeah, but it's also, you know, hard R. Hard R. Retarded. And, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think that's what you know Zack Snyder's overall plan was. Was that really dark? This is a dark storyline. And this still seems like it's going to be a dark movie. Oh, yeah, it does. It, like the Joker. At the it, end, does it say the rating? Because in the theaters, it said I think not it's rated yet R. rated. Pretty sure it's rated R. I don't Officially? think Officially? Come on. Doesn't say. Doesn't say yet. Anyway, I, I, I think, think, I, think it's I supposed to be rated R. It's officially rated R. I hope it's R. So, them sticking with a... Batman should be rated R. Sure, yeah. I mean, them sticking with a heavier, darker storyline that's rated R, I think it's fine. Especially for their villains. Like, having a villain storyline that plays in with some of the hero stuff, but the, the villain stuff is darker, heavier, more violent. Rated R with some of the hero stuff probably, you know, towing the line between PG-13 R because you still want to get those merch dollars and all that stuff. Like, you want the kids to come watch. But... I think it'd be interesting if they did a movie from the perspective of the Joker where his antagonist is Batman. Like, along the way... That could be what this ends up being. Like, where... Somehow the movie kind of gets you to rally behind Joker and what he wants. See, I and almost then, don't want them to do that. And then you bring Batman in and it's like, fuck Batman. But it's like, it kind of flips it on its head. I mean, that's what I don't really want this to do, honestly. Because mm-hmm. if you start to... like That kind of weakens the idea of the character as a villain. Because you can still have some kind of a sympathetic backstory of, you know, they had a... A rough childhood or they had a rough life that something happened and then they turned into this criminal but like ultimately like what the vat i think does for the joker of him falling into that chemical mm-hmm. it's just like yeah any kind of sympathy that you could have had for him in his past life he's a completely different person now he's just purely an evil guy like because that gives you kind of the best of both worlds in my opinion like yeah you can have a sympathetic backstory he was a poor guy who was just trying to provide for his family got mixed up in something bad 
something terrible happened to him, but now he's just a crazy lunatic who goes around and tries to kill people all the time. So yeah, I'm very. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm cautiously sure. optimistic. October fourth, birthday weekend. We're going to see it. The other one was Terminator Dark Fate had a new trailer. I don't know if it did anything extra in terms of it doesn't to, look to any me, better. I'm just, I'm just like looking at uh, what's her face? What's her name? The old lady. Sarah Connor. Yeah, Sarah Connor. I'm like, really? Are you the apex hunter of fucking Terminators here? I mean, have you're you ever old. Seen... Your reaction time is way slowed down. Your bones are brittle. You <laughs> look old as brittle. fuck. I don't think really she's meant you're to be... the one. I don't think she's meant to be like the apex predator of Terminators here. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's they're trying to make them her out to be that way. No, she's they were she was always established as like a really tough woman, like and Terminator two especially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that's what they're really going for. It's just that she is one of the few people that knows what's going on, so she's there to protect as much as she can, and she's learned. Like she falls over her fucking hip break. <laughs> Shit! Maybe that'll be a part of the movie. (laughs) Just, just really gotta have Arnold carry her away. This is where we are right now. As Mister T eight hundred walking out with a body with a body armor, like one fucking bullet wouldn't break all your fucking shit. Well, I said this to to these fools, but I think having uh, someone with an animation background direct uh, a action heavy movie, Uh solid choice. Every single action scene that they've shown hits hard. Uh, it does. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. I don't. I don't really like the An animator the, has a solid eye for the timing that's needed to to make something feel weighty. Like the the look of the bad guy. I mean, it's just an evolution of the T one thousand from Terminator yeah. Two. Well, I wasn't really that into the Terminator series in general. The the, the, the when they rebooted it, the mm-hmm. one where it was in the future and it was following, what's his name? The kid. Yeah, uh, Jesse, Joe, Joe, Joseph, Jamie. I just John, John, keep trying John, to kill John Connor. Yes, John Connor. That one. I thought I thought that one was good. But then the future, and then you kind of see. You got to watch the retrospect, bro. That way you can get like a feel for the timeline. I mean, they've mixed up a bunch of stuff. The whole movie revolves around time travel. This one but seems like, to take... It's, uh, it's like fucked up time travel. Oh, this one seems to take a bit from... So Dark Fate seems to take some from what they did in Genesis mm-hmm. with like the nanotech that allows people to kind of evolve into machine-esque things. So like this newest trailer makes it seem like the new Terminator, who's the main girl who's protecting... The new Sarah Connor, that Hispanic chick, um, like that's still a thing. Like she's mm-hmm. like a cyborg, basically. So I don't know. Did, did I, you watch the one with? Um, yeah, Homegirl. Yeah, was it any good? With Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, it was pretty solid. Was it? I don't know. Like people were hating on it because they've hated on everything that isn't Terminator Two, basically. Mm-hmm. Like Terminator 3 was bad. Terminator 3 is not, not a good movie. 
But I thought Terminator Salvation was solid, but it was definitely a very different take on the Terminator world. I like that better. That, I thought that world was more interesting. And then Terminator Genesis was basically a alternate version of Terminator 2. So like, hey, everybody loves Terminator 2? A remake in Terminator I, I, I wanna 2. I want to see the, the world when it's like... They're starting to realize that they're fucked. Not, I mean, that's basically salvation. Like not yeah. when they're already fucked, but like they're like, oh shit, we, it's too late. I mean, I guess that's really been all of the movies, honestly. I, at different points, like you don't see any worldwide. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we we messed up as a whole. You just see. I, I want to see that. I want to see that turning point, like that, because salvation was they're already fucked. Like it's. Have you seen? This is the last hurrah. Have we seen Terminator Two? Yeah, a long time ago. Should probably rewatch it. I think that that gives you kind of what you're asking for to a degree. Well, no, I'm talking about like, like there's already like a fuck ton of like robots out here. I know the world like the nuke goes off or whatever. Yeah, I think and the and the lore of Terminator, mm-hmm. those robots don't appear until after the humans have been nuked. Yeah. So the robots are just there to clean up whatever's yeah, left. The stragglers. They can't really have a, oh, we messed up, because guess what? <laughs> the bombs went off. I want to see that, though. I mean, after they, that's after the bombs. Oh, okay, whatever. I mean, after the bombs is salvation. <laughs> I want to see right after the bombs. Okay. You want Fallout. <laughs> yeah, you, you want, want Terminator Hiroshima Fallout. Live, yes, bro. that's what I want. Fallout Terminator. Uh, all right, so <laughs> the last trailer that we have to talk about, the new footage released for the rise of Skywalker from the D23. This this photo right here just stuff. looks so lame, dude. Like that right there. No, I mean <laughs> it's heavily photoshopped. And I don't this is far from a final shot, I think. It's probably still got a lot of post-production work to be done. Oh, for sure. But I'm excited. Are you? I'm excited. I love Star Wars though. I think this series that this is gonna end with C three PO being the king. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna take over as a Sith Lord. Yep, mm-hmm. he saw demise, bro. I think ultimately both these the Jedi and the Sith they have to die. Ultimately, right? Uh, I want them to to have it be that Ray becomes a gray Jedi. The gray Jedi are a thing in the extended universe, and they're pulling pretty heavily from the extended universe stuff for this because uh, apparently there's a series of books called the Thrawn series um, where it's like a general within the Empire who becomes like this extremely like strategic uh, general that or admiral something that uh, helps the Emperor basically come back to power. Because like in that whole series like they find a whole bunch of ships that are out in space, which they show a scene that's just a bunch of the Imperial fleet out in some random part of space. Uh, apparently a big part of DC or the Star Wars Extended Universe stuff is the Emperor keeps getting his Force ghost into clone bodies. So obviously we already know that clones are a thing within the Star Wars universe. So he finds a way to make clone bodies of himself and he takes over those bodies to come back to power. Um, so people are speculating that this evil Ray is actually a clone. And that 
the the Emperor Palpatine is possessing the cloned body of Rey. Hmm. Or it could just be the general <clears throat> nightmare sequence. I mean, it could be a nightmare thing. But that's such a cop out, though, right? Just kind of <gasps> how shocking! It's a dream sequence. Yeah. Every time. I mean. I think it'd be more interesting if this was either a clone or that she is possessed directly by Emperor Palpatine. But we'll see. I mean, I I'm excited for it. I want to see where they're going to go. Episode 8. Was What's not- your hype level on a scale of 0 to 10? I mean, I try not to get too, too hyped, but I'd say I'm probably like a solid 5 or 6. I'm Do you not, think he'll build? Hyped. Huh? You think he'll build? As it gets closer, probably, yeah. Okay. Probably get to like a seven or eight. Okay. At a nine, I love I love Star Wars. At a nine is when you pop, huh? I'm busting that Star oh, Wars oh, nut. Oh, <laughs> oh God! This is him in the theater. <laughs> yep, that's me. But now it's I'm about to bust. <laughs> it's got all kinds Watch your popcorn, of popcorn, people. Of g- <laughs> Get that extra special sauce. <laughs> uh, you're foul, dude. You're disgusting. Anyway, I think that the first trailer did a better job of like getting that like nice hype build up, um, especially that first scene where she's just like running from that ship and then does the flip. Looks like she's about to cut the the ship in half. But I, I like that they're 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 officially gonna have lightsaber throwing where she can actually force pull it back to her. Man, you know what? I'm I think I'm fucking I've been done with fucking trailers, man. They should just do the teaser and that's it. I mean I wouldn't be opposed to that. They should just do a teaser. That way, like once you actually get into the fucking movie, you know, that lightsaber throw would have been fucking sweet to see, like for the first time on the big screen, like, oh, shit. So I know people, if people start talking about this, they'll say that Darth Vader has done lightsaber throws in the past. There's truth to that, but he never calls it back to him. He just throws it, cuts a bridge down, and Luke falls. Boring. Ray threw it. It spun around, cut through a tree. She calls it back, just like in the video games. <laughs> nerd. Hey, man. Force throwing a lightsaber. Awesome. <laughs> Damn, this boy's talking like he's done it for real. First thing I would do if I had the force, force throw you a lightsaber. Cut your ass right in half. <laughs> <dude. laughs> hey, guess what? You Darth Maul yourself. Guess what? Worth it. <laughs> you you like catch it right in time and you cut your dick off. <laughs> oh, and shit. Just, like, I catch it and just... <laughs> yeah. That's right. No, it's... I'm excited for it, if only because it'll be the end of the the Skywalker saga. You get to there's see three other ones coming go. out, bruh. Prequels, though. Yeah, but still. Probably, like how far back are they Probably go? in the Knights of the Old Republic kind of that far story back? phase. Like, I hope so, because honestly, that whole Knights of the Old Republic storyline, absolutely amazing. Like, Knights of the Old Republic is one of my favorite games ever. Same for Knights of the Old Republic 2. And the world that they have established in that, like, because at that time, like, the Sith are in power. Like, they have schools where you can just go to learn how to be a Sith. I want to go to Sith school, bruh. And, uh... Flunked out on evilology. But at that point, like, it's all, like, there's no universal power, really. 
So like the political structure is still kind of planet to planet instead of being like, there's oh, no we've got like this. overarching like empire or anything. No, there's just like you have the Sith and you have the Jedi and the Sith at that point are more in control. But that's always considered like a religious order, not so much a political power mm-hmm. at that time. So it's except for on the planets that they have a lot of focus on, like the Knights of the Republic stuff is like the, the Sith are starting to kind of slowly take over. It's hmm. really interesting storylines. So. Hmm. I'll be interested to see what they do with it. So yeah, episode nine this December. Got some solid stuff coming up in the next by the between now and the Georgie? end of the year. Yeah, next week. It. How you, Georgie? Chapter two, which Mike's gonna be out of town for. Be out of town. Wow. The Mikeless movie review. I'll send you my score via text. You gonna watch it that where you're at? Probably not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I looked at the trailer from times and <laughs> I did the Wikipedia. Dang. Well, I think that's that's all. That's pretty much it. That's all she wrote. It up. Hit us up. On that Instagram, Insta. where all the hot videos are at, it's where the hoes are at too. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That's, that's what Mike a, spends. That's a bad joke. Spends all his time doing. All the nice ladies are there. He looks at all those Insta hoes. And um, uh, that's just the KMM podcast on Instagram. Hit us up on Facebook at the KMM podcast as well. Uh, the tweeters. Tweeter is uh, at K Minorities. At K Minorities. Yep. Hit up our sponsor, the Purple Box, on Instagram. Two E's, the Purple Box. For them delicious treats. Hopefully, she gets uh, Keith over here to wrap some new stuff. Hopefully, she doesn't. She holds all the power. Um, and that's pretty much it. Yo, yo. Later, y'all. Bye. Bye.